This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. AMI Audio provides news, stories, and entertainment that matter to Canadians with disabilities. Here are a few ways to access AMI Audio's content. With a digital TV package, you can listen to AMI Audio for free. Visit ami.ca/schedules to find AMI Audio content on your cable provider. All original AMI Audio shows are also available in podcast format. Visit ami.ca/podcasts for a full list of podcasting platforms you can find us on. Happy listening. Welcome to Voices of the Walrus on AMI Audio, where professional readers give voice to articles from Canada's best general interest magazine. I'm your host, Roger Ashby. How bad are lockdowns for the economy? The literature is finding that economic activity in the US declined before public health interventions were implemented. Norma Wick reads Ask an Economist by Rob Gillizo. Rob Gillizo is an assistant professor of economics at the University of Victoria. He is a former chief economist in the office of the leader of the official opposition. I'm Norma Wick. This is an article titled Ask an Economist by Rob Gillazo, as told to Ariella Garmez. Over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic, we've seen the media presenting a stark trade-off between economic growth and public health measures to limit viral spread. But that idea isn't coming from my fellow economists, who overwhelmingly support a strong public health response. If we look at the literature, there are a number of research papers consistently finding that the spread of the virus itself rather than public health measures restricting movement and gathering, explains the vast majority of the decline in economic activity. When the government takes strong measures to limit the spread of the virus, you typically have less contagion within a few weeks. When people lack confidence, when they are not sure that they can go to the store or go to a fitness class safely, economic activity decreases. If you're not sure that the economy is going to recover rapidly, then you're less likely to spend because you may lose your job. That's how the virus really suppresses the economy. The literature is finding that economic activity in the U.S. declined before public health interventions were implemented. That can be explained by the virus spread itself. There is some great research that has been published recently on the 1918 flu, so we can actually look at similar public health interventions in the past. In one study, The researchers looked at the lockdown measures implemented in various U.S. cities during that pandemic. They found that those measures limited the spread of the flu and, using contemporary economic data, also found that they led to an 11% increase in manufacturing employment and an 18% increase in manufacturing output over the following years. My expectation, based on the literature, and on the fact that it is the virus itself that is driving the decline in economic activity, is that measures that limit the spread of the virus are going to boost our medium-run recovery. Another recent paper discusses how, by lifting public health interventions too early, you may think that you've succeeded and you see a little positive blip in GDP. But, in reality, GDP growth in the medium-run may be suppressed. People go to a few stores, then buy some things. Then the virus spreads again. And that actually undermines economic growth. Despite evidence showing the overall benefits of public health measures, there are different impacts on people and industries. 
One of the great public policy challenges here is compensating folks who take the hardest hits. Lower wage earners in general have had a much slower recovery versus higher wage workers. SERB 3 wasn't perfect, but the government has done a good job of bridging income and adapting policy during the crisis. In terms of ensuring equitable treatment across companies, for example, the Manitoba government has fined Costco for selling non-essential items, while other businesses that sold non-essential items were shuttered. Even after mass vaccination, we could certainly be in a difficult economic position. But it's possible that the vaccine rolling out will boost confidence enough on its own to have us off to the races in terms of economic growth. That was an article titled Ask an Economist by Rob Gillizzo, as told to Ariella Garmaze. I'm Norma Wick. You've been listening to Voices of the Walrus on AMI-audio, produced by Don Dickinson, audio engineering by Sam Robinson and Bill Shackleton. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank, and I'm your host, Roger Ashby. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving us a rating and review, and subscribe for more. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.